Hello, Jay. Hello, Tyler. How are you today? I'm just lovely, thank you. I'm also pretty good. We're in Studio North this week. Yeah, we are. Hooray for Studio North. It's been a while since we've been to Studio been North. Um, <laughs> what yeah. season is it up here? Again, just asking. It's whatever you'd want it to be. It it was all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, we're we're recording this uh, in the in the beginning of March. Yep. Um, the the my uh, I mean March is whatever March is. Uh, my daughter had her birthday, so that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, but also it, it's like not quite spring, yeah. not quite winter. A lot of times, if you've had a rough winter, like March is very exciting. Yeah, and when March comes in like a lamb, I'm leaving this uh, this recording session yeah not right now but when i leave i'm going to the bike shop my bike is done with a spring tune-up oh and in that way march is super optimistic looking for me right ironically now. march is about rolling it's not about marching for you. yeah right yeah totally you stop right marching let me ask a question before we get to the question because i've been curious and i wanted to do an update on sure this. thing and this just feels like the right time to ask tiktok no <laughs> How are we doing with the single-use plastics? Oh, yeah. Single-use plastic for Lent. So we are now uh, midway, what, 17 days into Lent. Yeah. On the day that this is releasing. This is coming out March 16th. Right. Uh, And one, um, hopefully, uh, if you haven't already, you can jump in on the Lenten devotionals that have been going on. Yes. Today's day is Revitalization. Mm. Uh, And it's a song by um, Scott Bradley. Um, postmodern jukebox. Oh. Do you know about that? Yes. Yeah. They're so, the one. They're the ones that make like twenty versions, twenties versions yeah. of things, like old timey, like twenties through sixties. They kind of do. Yeah. Um, versions of old pop songs, and so they're. It's just what I needed, which is a car song from the eighties. Oh. They're doing it in the style of like the nineteen sixties ish, fifties, kind of a doo wop style, like Grease Lightning. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like Grease Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's been fun. It's a daunting task. I realize I keep putting them later, later and later. A lot of them are coming out at 10 or 11 at night, but then yeah. you can just read them in the morning. That's right. Uh, but I like this practice, and hopefully you all have enjoyed it too. And if you haven't jumped in, you can jump in now. It's on the podcast. I make links to it on Twitter. So. Yes. Uh, but Singing Use Plastic, how's, how's it been going for you? I think I, I, I don't want to overstate this. I think this is my favorite spiritual Lenten practice yes. I've done yep. ever. Yeah. Because it checks so many boxes. Uh, I think I'm doing overall very well. There have been a couple moments. Uh, a couple days ago, I went out to get groceries, and as I often do, uh, I bought um, thumbprint cookies from Giant Eagle. Oh, what? The, the thumbprint kind—they're like a cookie, and then they've got just like a glob of icing on top of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and they come in like various colors, and yep. usually have sprinkles and stuff. Love yeah. those things. Yeah. Uh, and usually when I go grocery shopping, because I can't help myself, yeah. I have the groceries in the back, and I bring the cookies up in the front seat of with course, me yeah. and on the way home. Yeah, They're not for home. They're no, for the ride. They're for the yeah. ride. They're and, the reward. But then I was driving home, and I looked at them, and this is at a grocery store where I brought in reusable bags, yeah. uh, did the whole thing, and then I looked at the cookies that come in a non-recyclable. giant plastic non-recyclable yeah. container. And it's one of those like pointlessly not recyclable. Right. Like You could yeah. do something with this. Yeah. Um, but then I went, ah, oh, crap. Uh so there have been some slip-ups, but okay. I think every slip-up points me to just how prevalent yeah. single-use plastic is. Yeah. And it like wakens me up to like the justice or the injustice piece yeah. of it of like, oh boy. Um, and then, so, oh man, this is the other piece of it that kind of like underscored. There's this guy I watch on YouTube uh, named Ryan Van Duzer. 
Great name. Is he Just, always get, are the Fraggles always eating everything he builds? You, you would think so. <laughs> um, he's this like outdoorsy. That's a deep cut to, if you didn't understand that reference, yeah. that's okay. I don't I, Did you understand that? I reference? did. Okay. I did like okay, the Fraggles. Good. good. Yeah, they were great. Fraggle Rock. I always wanted to eat the Doozer like things that they're building because they look delicious. Yeah. I always figured like, is, is it like rock candy? Like what's going on there? They're, they're clear and the Fraggles are always eating them. Yeah. Watch the Fraggles, guys. Watch, watch, just watch it for a few minutes and think, what is what, what is happening here? From the mind of Jim Henson. Yeah, and it's not crazy. It's just thinking, like, why is this a show? Yeah. <laughs> what is what is happening Down in the show? Fraggle Rock. Dun, dun. It's a great show. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Van Duzer uh, <laughs> is this outdoor adventure guy. Um, yeah, yep. And he's in the middle of the series. He's ridden the Baja Divide. Mm. So he's biking from uh, California down that that little sliver of peninsula mm-hmm. in Mexico, Baja, Mexico. There's a bike trail that goes the whole way down. Um, and in just the last episode or Which so. Which is like all California, I think. I mean, it's not California in the state, but I think that it's that's the California yeah. peninsula yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. California coast. Yeah. Um, the trail's called the Baja Divide. Okay. But he, the other day, left an oasis town and... He spent the night Did there. Did they say, don't go away? No, they actually Stay called him a wonder wall. <laughs> um, well, after all. Yeah. Uh, but he was going through and comes across this dump uh, where people have just been dumping nothing but plastic. <sighs> and it's just mountains and mountains of plastic in what is an otherwise untouched landscape. <laughs> and it, it, I'm sitting there watching it going, huh. We should do something about this. Yeah. Uh, and probably not all of that is from Mexico. No, yeah. I can't imagine it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's burning too. So, like, uh, just great all around. Yeah. Um, like Gehenna. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what hell is described as. In, in the Bible, uh, Jesus talks about Gehenna, and Gehenna was literally a dump outside of the city where it was constantly on fire. Yeah. Because they're just throwing stuff there. And Literal that, so dumpster that's fire. That's the closest that we actually get to an example of hell, aside from where they say lake of fire in Revelation. Yeah. Uh, but the only burningness in the Bible is talking about Gehenna, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, and gnashing of teeth is because there were dogs that were eating, like fighting over the scraps of the garbage and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just a terrible place. It's not saying, like, hell is burning. He's just saying, like, yeah, it's going to be it's like that good. garbage pile of like what we throw out. Yeah. So, yeah, all that, you know adds up to I'm really pumped on this practice yeah um, it takes an extra step of mindfulness yeah um, it changes some habits so like the night before we started I went through a, a get-go and was just kind of looking around at all the usual snacks that I eat and I was like oh I won't be able to eat any of these for a while yeah um, which is a good thing yeah and the other day I went to get my wife a donut uh, on the way to visit her at work and I realized I was usually my habit is to go on Thursdays and do the drive-through to do that, grab yeah. a donut for each of us, and then go visit her work. But I was like, oh no, I can't get coffee in a reusable mug if I do the drive-through. So I had to actually park the car, nice. get out, nice, go into the store, get the reusable stuff. Yeah. So it changes a lot more habits than just. I've realized I need to start traveling with some Tupperware mm-hmm. or something like that, just because I think in most cases, because like that, you're getting a donut. Uh, usually they'll give it to you in the paper and yep. stuff, but also why not just take, I'm sure if you, uh, brought in a Tupperware and just said, I'll even hold this, you just dump it in there for yeah. me. 
like use your tongs if you're not allowed to. I know with the coronavirus, they were saying they can't do refillables at Starbucks anymore. But oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Dunkin' oh. Dunkin' just refilled yeah. this. I'm very happy to not go to ago. Starbucks. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a reason to not go there. Sure, Starbucks. Sure. sure. Thank you very much. Um, that, sorry, Izzy. Uh, but the, <laughs> <laughs> I, I equally, I think that it's. I mean, it, the whole practice came about because I just saw a tweet. Yeah. Uh, from some Lutheran youth group that was doing this, and I thought that's a great idea. And so, like many things, it just spur of the moment decided to do this thing, uh, the, the Domsky way. Yeah, it's the way to go. It's just uh, say what you see. Uh, <laughs> and um, and so uh, I like likewise have had experience where I think on one level it's incredibly easy. Yeah. Um, and the incredibly easy thing is that you notice right away there are so many things in my life that I'm using disposables that are just unnecessary. Yeah, one of that. I mean, the the two biggest things are like beverages and grocery bags. Like so, uh, or just bags in general. I can uh, and utensils. Like I can travel around. Like I saw you uh, today. We're having lunch, and you had your little travel camping. Yeah, I, spoon, fork, knife. I'm gonna hold it up as if they could see it. Would but that I be have... a, a sp- spife fork? <laughs> Spiflice. Spifork. Spifly. I think it's a. F- Fifoon. <laughs> it says on it, light my fire, which I just now seeing. That's exciting. Well, well. Yeah. It's, so to describe this item, it is a, a legitimate spoon on one side. On one plain, side, yeah. It's plain old spoon. Plastic uh, yeah. spoon. This uh, is like a like a plastic. Like a Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the other side, it's a fork. Right, but then. One edge of it. Yeah, the, uh, the, the rightmost edge, depending on which way you're holding it, I yeah. suppose. That's uh, <laughs> true. It's is, ambidextrous. Is a super serrated Yeah, knife. pointlessly serrated. Like, but yeah. it's just small because it's just the length of a tine of a fork. Yeah. So it's not, you're really going to have to work to cut through something, but it's definitely good at rubbing against your cheek, I would imagine. Again, I, having eaten with this only once, yeah. I didn't struggle with that. But yeah, maybe it's there. I yeah. I did find that uh, uh, I was in a similar situation where I'd gone to Chipotle and I like managed to not get any plastic stuff at Chipotle, but I didn't have any silverware and they, and they had this silverware. I know that it's like semi-recycled kind of stuff, but yeah. uh, one thing that's really frustrating, uh, the, the end of the story is that I just took it back to the church and just grabbed a, a regular fork out of the kitchen and washed it yeah. afterwards. Uh, it, so that was not hard. It slightly inconvenienced me, but not, not that hard. And if I went there to eat, I'd just take a fork with me. It's not right. a big deal. Um, the uh, and that's or I just get the burrito and just like pick right. it up. Um, the the one thing that was really frustrating in the process of this, and I, I think I even tweeted this article out, but it was saying how recycling um, half the we talked about this before. Half the stuff that we think gets recycled just gets thrown out. Yep. more than half, probably like eighty percent. And the other thing, especially the recy- recyclable plastics. So a lot of the single use plastic, like your cookie bin, mm-hmm. is unable to be recycled right. like th- there's something about that plastic that they can't recycle it even if it came in a recyclable thing um chances of that getting recycled and reused are actually very small because it's still currently way cheaper for them to make brand new plastic yeah than it is to recycle plastic they can recycle plastic but it, like let's say to recycle a water bottle a 20 ounce bottle bottled water um to, to use recycled plastic, the whole process of everything like that, like that per bottle is probably like 20 cents. Yeah. To make brand new is like half a penny. Yep. That's why styrofoam is so prevalent because styrofoam is an incredibly inexpensive to make because it's so terrible. Yeah. Like it's... Uh, well, that's... I, I My day one of this challenge, Ash Wednesday, went to the mall that I usually go to and got Sarku Japan to go 
and was super intentional about you know no silverware no you know no plastic whatever but then they handed it to me in a styrofoam yeah like dish. the worst of the plastics and i went yeah. oh yeah and that that uh so on that level it's incredibly hard like it's yeah. really easy to change like little simple things which that's the thing is if everybody just stopped using straws stop using tops on your on your soda or pop uh stop like carry a travel mug with you carry a uh like a a a container that you get pop in uh most places will let you do that yeah um even if it's a travel mug like you can put pop in it yeah um and uh, and it actually saves them money if we started doing those practices then they would spend less money on those things and eventually we would be that would that would make a big impact yeah. The biggest impact, though, is like you cannot get anything from the grocery store. You can't get stuff from the grocery store that's not plastic. No. You can't get, like, we get string cheese. It's wrapped in plastic and then wrapped in plastic. Yep. Uh, it's just, that's how it is. There's no other way to get it. Um, you can't get meat that doesn't come in a styrofoam thing that's wrapped in plastic or a plastic thing that's wrapped in plastic. Yep. Like ground beef or ground turkey or things like that. You just, it's just impossible. So it's that, like you said, it's that dual nature of, on one level, my... I can change my, I can be deliberate and intentional about the way that I do things. And it does, it makes stuff a little more difficult, but not that much more difficult. Yeah. And it does have an impact on both the way I appreciate the world around me and the way, the, the small impact that I'm having as a person. Yeah. But then also on a bigger level that we are, we as a culture are addicted to throwing things out Yeah. to whatever the easiest method of doing things is. And so in order to change those policies, we as a community will have to get together to say, we no longer want this. Yeah. So you need, we only have unleaded gas because people were saying, hey, leaded gas Bad or news. regular is making us all sick. And everyone said together, we're, we need you to stop doing that. Yeah. Businesses are going to try to make money. Yeah. That, that's just what they, because if they don't, then the other business is going to try to make money. So like places like Whole Foods and stuff like that exist that have the free fair trade and organic because there is a market for that that says we're willing to pay a little more if we know this is sustainable, if we know this is fair trade, if we know that. And then the more people do that, the more like Walmart is going to start doing that. Yeah. And uh, Giant Eagle and like, and they're moving that way, but, but there's still well, a market for convenience. Yeah. And the more that we recognize that that short-term convenience is actually long-term inconvenience, now again, um, the better. Again, I'm dating myself and dating the episode. Um, I think um, part of it is for me. I know I'm not going to be perfect at it. Yeah, like you got to get the meat in the plat. Like there's certain things you just yeah. can't avoid. Yeah. Um, so using those as learning opportunities. But that said, next week I'm going on a road trip to Nashville. And I'm driving. Yeah. Um, and I think that is going to be an enlightening experience yeah. of like how much when you stop at a rest stop, when you are in a hotel, when you, you know, like, yeah. there's going to be a whole lot that bubbles up. So like just to be aware of it and take note of it and kind of like ugh, let it have an effect on yeah. you rather than just and reason even, right by and, it. And like some simple things like toothpaste, like toothpaste mm -hmm. is always going to come in a plastic thing that's not recyclable because it's plastic on the outside and aluminum on the inside. Right. But if I get a bigger tube then I have to go through less plastic. Right. Where if I just get the travel ones, don't get the travel ones. Like when you get down to the thing, save that, like roll it up and like where it's annoying, just put that in your travel bag yep. and that becomes your travel case. And so, well, that's, that's the, it's opening up to a creativity. Yeah. Like yeah. with a couple of Which times, is not hard. No. The couple of times I've gotten single use stuff, it's been like, okay, what's the second use? Yeah. How can you reuse this? Yeah. Um, and again, there's some cool stuff. And the, kid, the kids and I have been doing like crafts with stuff. Mm -hmm. The cookie tray, for instance. Yeah, I'm like, let's make something out of this. Well, um, and like I'm drinking out of, I think I, I posted on this a couple of weeks ago, but my favorite water bottle is this is Fred water. 
They don't sell these anymore. Yeah, those they are... used to sell this at Sheets, uh, which is a, a gas station here. Um, and it's just it's a twenty ounce water bottle, but it's shaped like a flask, so yeah. it's flat. But and and they used it. It was just in the water. So this was like two dollars maybe that I got on a mission trip, probably in two thousand ten. Wow. Because uh, I loved it so much that I just held on to it. And we didn't, where we were, we didn't have sheets. And so I, I held on to it in, and took it then back down to North Carolina. And it, used it as my water bottle because it would slip in my pocket. And it was also a sign of how innocent I was slash am. And then I was like, oh, this is great. It like, just slips in my pocket. And I'd be drinking it. And people were like, are you drinking liquor? Because yeah. it looks like <laughs> gin. Like it looks right. like, it's, it looks like a it's, a, it's an alcohol bottle. There's a reason why it's a flask is to fit in your pocket when you are drinking alcohol uh, yeah. discreetly. Yep. And I just was thinking on a mission trip, this is great. I just have my water bottle in my pocket and it doesn't bother me. And people get, and I kept thinking, why would you think I'm drinking alcohol? Because I'm so innocent about something like that. Uh, but I held on to it and I realized the other day, I pulled it out again and started using it. And I have this thing that I, I've used off and on for the last 10 years and they don't sell them anymore. They sell them online now for like a billion $15 dollars, yeah. or something like that. But um, it's, just a, it's just a plain plastic water bottle that was not anymore other than being flat there's nothing different about this than like a fiji water bottle right. or something like the plastic's not different and the fact that i've used it relatively consistently like there have been some gaps but i've used this off and on over the last 10 years and it is just a, in as just good shape as when i first got it all of the water bottles that we ha like it definitely like a pepsi bottle or something would be more robust than this yeah and i drink that and then throw it right in the recycling and think i've done a good thing and no, like that's for me to. If you go to like a gas station and want to get pop, do fountain pop. Yeah, that costs. That there's no container. Like put it in your own. Like you put it in a coffee cup or you put it in like a Yeti or a yeah. Nalgene or something. I don't know if you put it in Nalgene, they might get mad at you. But but that kind of thing. Like you can put it in another container. Yeah, and uh, just that little act does add up. Yeah. If I think of all the twenty ounce pops that I drink throughout the year, it's probably a couple hundred, uh, if not more. And they're all in Baja, uh, Mexico. Yeah, and all of those, if I just didn't drink any during the year, that one person, that's several hundred less bottles that are out in the world. And the less I drink, the less they make. And it kind of shows like, oh, people are buying this less. Is it because of this? Oh, they're buying the fountain pop more like that. Yep. It adds up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was looking at this coffee mug uh, this morning. Yeah, I've yeah. had this for 10, 12 years. Um, it's all stickered up. It's my bike coffee mug mm -hmm. because it has a nice seal at the top. Uh, and it could fit in a water bottle cage yeah. on a bicycle. Uh, so I was filling it up and looking at it thinking, I've had this for a long time without yeah. losing it or, or breaking it. Uh, and then five minutes later, you broke it. I went out to my car and put it on the roof. Oh no. And heard it fall off and it cracked the, the lid thing. Not bad. I'm still using it. Yeah. But the nice but thing is that it's had a good run. So even really if you has. have to get another one, you know that this particular brand, get this brand again. Yeah. It's the right size. And what, you've had 10 years, you said? 10? At least 10. Yeah. At least 10. That was the other thing about... Here's the weird thing about being 40 and or 37. Yes. Uh, 36. Don't one, rush me. One day you'll be 37. I wasn't talking <laughs> about you. I was talking about someone slightly older than you. Yeah. Um, is that uh, to say something is 10 years old is like slightly impressive and not that big of a deal. Yeah. Whereas 10 years old used to be the biggest thing of all time. I remember when I was doing youth ministry... And that was one of those first times I realized I was old, is that I realized I was wearing a pair of shoes. I had some uh, uh, Chuck Taylors. I was wearing mm, yes. some low-top low all-stars. I, I have a pair under my desk right now. Yeah. And I realized that I they were my first low-tops. I got them specifically because I used to always get the high-tops because mm -hmm. I because they had the all-star on them. Uh, and, and I thought the low-tops were dumb until I saw Kurt Cobain wearing some low-tops. Yep. 
and uh, pre pre his death. Um, but uh, the and I thought, oh, low tops are cool. I get yeah. some low tops. I got low tops in 1994, like early 1994, before he had done. And uh, at that point, I realized. So uh, all this is kind of going through my head as we we're like sitting there and having like uh, like praise time that was led by the other guy. And uh, I looked around the room and realized everyone in this room is younger than my shoes. <laughs> and it was, and it was like really telling. And there's like these are shoes that I, and they're probably, and this, that was uh, that was a solid ten years ago. Yeah. And so those shoes are still. I don't. They're not my regular routine because I don't wear my trucks as much. But when I wear trucks, I wear those ones. Yeah. Uh, and they are. They've been through a lot. They have a hole in them where, like, a mouse or something got stuck in them and gnawed its way through it because Excellent. I had them stored. I went away for the summer one time and stored it in my mom's garage. And it, it. I stored it in a box that also had ramen, like a ramen packet. And somehow a rat got in there to eat the ramen. And then got stuck in my shoe, and like an idiot, rather than coming out the top of the shoe that it walked Big, in, it huge opening, chewed a hole through the side of the canvas. But it didn't hurt the integrity of it. So there's just this little hole. I mean, like a size of a quarter. Yeah, just in the side of the, in the side of the thing. So and, uh, so, it adds character. And they they like any oh, good no. chucks are uh, covered in paint splotches yes. and they're very discolored. And but they get they have more character the longer you have. Yeah. Uh, and Chucks will never really die. Like yeah. that's the thing about Chucks is that they, they there's age not enough well. there to die. Yeah, exactly. Um, I cannot think of a better way to celebrate <laughs> our one year anniversary Talking than about with old a shoes. long rambling discussion that had nothing to do with the question right, you kids, wanted to start us off with. with. Well, we'll hold that. We'll say that one for another time. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, I mean, this is what you come here for. Yeah. I'm Tyler. I'm Jay, and this is Rubbing the Pastor. So we are, this is our 52nd episode, and I think that we've figured out that that's not the anniversary episode. No, but it's the, but it's the last of, of the first, we are completing one year. One, one trip around the sun. Which is crazy. Yeah. Does it feel like we've been doing this a year? No. No, not I at feel all. like we've been doing it for five minutes. Yeah. 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 Which makes me feel good, because if you've been like, yeah, it feels like we've been doing this like five years, I'd no. be like, oh no. Oh no, Jay. No, it's been like a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. So we started in uh, March. Of yeah. uh, 2019. Yep. We recorded like four or five episodes. We were so young. And uh, did not release any of them to the world. And then we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once they started coming out, then we never stopped. Yeah. We have yet to miss a week. There have been several Monday Ooh. releases that come out on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, some close calls. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't yet missed one. Um, and uh, that feels good. Like I know that one day we'll have to. But there's yeah. something about in the same way with like we're in the Lenten season. Like, uh, it's nice about having a practice, whether or not that practice is, has a point or not. Uh, but, uh, and, and one of the things that's been nice is that you all listening out, people have enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, that's, man. So I, a bunch of things I wanted to do for homework and just didn't do. Yeah. 
one of which was to look at or listen to the first episode again oh, just yeah. to kind of hear where we've come. Um, I listened to a, a, a little bit ago, more or less. And one, I'm surprised at how uh, the format has not really changed much. No. Especially because we started that first episode and just said, I don't know, we'll just talk. Yeah. And apart from... The first one is very much an intro episode, and it doesn't have. It's the only one that doesn't have a title. The theology of dot dot dot. Right. And I've I thought about changing it back, like going back retrograde and just saying the theology of introduction, uh, which may that, that sounds good, but yeah. but it's also that's not the title of it. No. And so, uh, no, because that would be a uh, a George Lucas esque changing of the past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like a the priestly authors of the. Yeah, no, and I, I truly, I mean, we when we started it at the, uh, what was it, the BD's Mongolian Beef that we sat down and we were like... I forgot that that's, yeah, we just, I... How did it even come up? I, I mean, so the Genesis, and I think we said this at one point, uh, Jay has a podcast that's on hiatus. Had, yeah. I mean... I think he still has. Kind of. Still has a podcast. It never officially ended. It just no. stopped being produced. And uh, it was a as a brilliant idea. So Jay and Ed Sitter... Mm-hmm. And uh, Laura, Laura ba- Eklund, she yeah. used to be Bauman, is now Eklund. Yeah, and then and um, Cassandra Millis, Cassandra. Yeah. Um, who has moved on to better things. Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, everything better is in Connecticut. Not really Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, so, but you, it was basically you had this podcast that's kind of it's it's a way to get weekly announcements out to the youth group. Yeah. And you have uh, your youth group has critical mass enough that they're that this is a reasonable thing to do. Yep. Uh, it's not like five kids or a dozen kids. Like it's Couple, couple dozen kids, yeah. enough that that it makes sense, and it was a fun way to, uh, like a podcast. It's like 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, that you have some announcements and stuff, but then it's just you guys have a conversation, and, it, and really, there's very little editing. No, like it's just record a conversation. There's frequently no editing. Yeah, in that show. It's and just... sometimes you would forget to edit out the twenty minutes of silence. Yeah, end. yeah, I got you a couple times. <laughs> <of that. laughs> Several times. Uh, so. Um, I had kind of heard about this a little bit, like in that that I I knew about it, um, and I thought it was a cool idea. And then you would have guests on it, mm-hmm. and so you invited me to be a big a, be a guest, and I came down, and it was super fun. Yep. And it made me realize also that podcasting is not incredibly difficult. No, it's not at all. Like and it's very accessible. Yeah. So that uh, I think was in the spring of 2018. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to summer 2018. Yep. And the two of us, separate, did labs at the New Wilmington Mission Conference. Yes. And, and we did about it, almost, almost the, the same thing. thing. We both talked about pop culture. Mm-hmm. And what was the title of yours? Do you remember? Well, I can't remember. It was something about the hermeneutic of pop culture. It was because I wanted to make myself sound really smart. Yeah. Already, um, as soon as you said hermeneutic, I was yeah. like, oh, man, mine was just about music. Yeah, right. Uh, but but it was also like to explain really quick, labs was like classrooms. Like like you give like a TED talk yeah. for like 30, 45 minutes about how, something related to being a Christian Yeah. to a bunch of... It really, it wasn't limited to age, but we were primarily talking to high school, college age. Yeah, mostly. There were a Whoever couple wanted adults. to come. Yeah. Yeah. So yours was like the hermeneutic of pop culture. Pop culture. So it was yeah, like how to interpret. Yeah, you had um, a PowerPoint. It was really good. Yeah, I yeah. always have a PowerPoint when I'm teaching. It was really good, man. I can't get away from. You're them. good at PowerPointing. Yeah, keynoting. I so have a skill. The uh, Google image search. Yeah, set your screen or your uh, image size to large. Oh, my tip to you. Wait, what? Google image search. You can search by uh, image size. Oh. And that's what makes a good PowerPoint versus a bad one is people that search for medium size. The resolution's not yeah. strong enough. Yeah. Well, um, 
I don't do the limit image search, but I can see it on my eye. Yeah. When you get the resolution. Yeah. This is garbage. Um, and I did one. I did two. One was on movies. Mm-hmm. Shocker. And, and one was mm-hmm. on music. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. It's very much staying on brand. <laughs> yes. We haven't had a J sneeze in so long. I, I have to coronavirus. So. <laughs> yeah. The, the sneeziest of all yeah. the well known for those Corona sneezes. That's. <laughs> Like you got that Corona sneeze, yeah. Uh, so and that actually that um, connects back to we when we were talking with Jimmy about uh, when I did the movie um, TED Talk, the movie Lab. That's when I uh, talked about Dunkirk yeah. and made myself cry. Yeah, and then I got really mad that I made myself cry because, as I've said before, I really don't like it when people use tears in ministry in a way that's manipulative. Right, and this was not. It was very genuine. When, I think that's when I snuck in the back of yours. Yeah, yeah. It was very genuine, but it caught me off guard because I'm not much of a crier at all. I'm a Denzel tier crier where just like one will come out. But this was one where like legitimately got like choked up and had to like move away from the mic. And um, uh, I'm a very like passionate person. I just don't cry very much. Not that there's anything wrong with crying. No. So that, there's nothing like macho like, I'm not a crier. No, like, but the, I almost wish I was a crier more often. When you do it in front of people, there is that constant like fear of the manipulation yes. piece. of And coming across as manipulative. Right. And, and so I am very skeptical of it, especially when someone does it with a microphone. It seems like it's because it's so easy to just be like and like fake choke up to yeah. add emphasis to something, and uh, and people I think who do it think well I'm not really fake because I really am worked up but I'd really want people to know that so it's a little bit of acting yeah um, so I was talking about Dunkirk and it caught me off guard because uh, I was looking at this room full of people who I've had um, a lot of them through the mission conference and different things I've watched these people grow up and had some sort of impact in their life in a certain way and thought all these kids are struggling with stuff and the whole thing was like sometimes surviving it's just and feeling like there are definitely people in this room that just need to hear that right now and uh and being overwhelmed by that and kind of like the sadness of feeling like all these people that i love some of these people are really struggling with stuff but also all these people who i love who are surviving and seeing the people who've kind of gone through some stuff and the people who are going through some stuff and the people who will go through stuff and like it was just an overwhelming experience. Yeah, so weren't, you weren't crying at Dunkirk. I'm crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> no. You weren't crying at Dunkirk. You were crying at, you know, the room yeah, around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I cried when I saw Dunkirk the first time. I might have Denzel teared. Yeah. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> the movie gets me. At the Oprah tear. Yeah. yeah. What was this? So I was watching Ellen's Game of Games last night and I got a Denzel tear. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, at the end, like she, uh, the the woman who won, who like won the whole thing. I don't know if you've seen Ellen's Game of Games, and she won the whole thing and won the hundred thousand dollars at the end. And then they said, like, I'm. She's like, "What are you gonna do with the hundred thousand dollars?" And he's just like, "Go on a cruise." And she's like, "My dad's in the hospital with cancer, so I think I'm gonna help with this. Will really help with medical bills, and then whatever's left, we'll we'll go on a cruise together when he beats cancer." It's like, oh, like yeah. kind of got me a little bit. And then at the end, and then she won, which nobody ever really wins that. And then uh, Ellen like pulls her up, and she's like, "She's here by herself." Because she had tickets with her family, but all of her family were in the hospital with her dad, and uh, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, what's going on, kids? Who's cooking onions around yeah. here? <laughs> oh man, it's hot in here. My eyes are sweaty. Is anybody else's eyes sweaty? Yeah. Ooh. And uh, so that was a great way to start the morning. Like <laughs> we were watching it before, like the kids were eating eating breakfast. Sometimes like, we watch it. Like, okay. Good morning. Yeah. yeah. All right. Get on the bus, kids. Um, so, so anyway, we do these labs. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, we've been chums yep. for a while. We had a lot of respect for each other. Always enjoyed being together. Yeah. But but live on opposite sides of the world. Uh, <laughs> Not really. Opposite but kind sides of. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. It's easier to go around the Horn. Yeah. Uh, to get to the South Hills than to go directly through the city. There's oh, something, some 100%. barrier. 
Uh, and so we would always see each other at events and like conference and stuff like that and mm-hmm. be like, we need to hang out more. Yep. But then we'd get into our real lives and be like, I'm not driving for 45 minutes to see this guy. Heaven's so. Uh We've somehow broken that power, yeah. which is lovely. Yeah, because we have something to do. Yeah. yeah. So always, I think we're always wanting to find a way to spend more time together. And then this just came up. And after having done that podcast and then having done the, the, um, the lab and realizing, one, I knew we had kind of similar... Uh, voices and had similar perspectives on things, but also were different enough people that this would be fun. Yeah. And uh, you had the equipment. That was another thing. (laughs) Oh, there's a guy with a podcast. So uh, just kind of said we should have this and let's get together. Met at Beatty's Mongolian Girl. My first time. Oh, sadly, my last time. Not Not your last time, just your most recent time. Yeah, Yeah. my (laughs) most recent time. Because I will go again. Oh, man, we should go for the... We should just celebrate, celebrate. the... Yeah, yeah, really talking. Hey. Yeah, man. Beatties is great. It really Especially is. if you want to just be like, I don't care about how much food I'm eating. <laughs> like, you just want to... Uh, a cheat day, which I, I, it'll be... I've been living on a cheat day for the last 15 yeah. years. Cheat years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no reusable plastics, if memory serves. That's true. No, yeah. no reusable plastics. Yeah, because you use some chopsticks. Yeah. So we got together and thought, hey, we could do this. And we even came together on that first day and didn't really have stunner. Didn't really have a plan, <laughs> no. Uh, and and they kind of turned it turned out kind of the way we it felt like it should. Yeah, I mean, it turned out the way we thought. That's a great way to say it. it turned out the way we felt like it should. Did not at all turn out the way I expected it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not see the number of people that listened to it coming. Oh no, not at all. I um, thought it'd be like a dozen people and maybe our wives. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not see the kind of community that it spawned. Yeah. Um, cause like on Twitter once a week, I can pretty regularly count on getting into some conversation with somebody yeah. from the roughing the passer community, yeah. um, which is a weird thing to say, yeah. but still like, that's the word I, I keep thinking of like, I, cause there's a couple Facebook is, is the Gehenna of the world. <laughs> if, if Jesus were around now and people were like, what's hell like? He's like, I don't know. You've been the on comments Facebook? section. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but Facebook is is a place where it's it's better for like group conversation than Twitter. Yeah, and so I keep toying with the idea of like making a Facebook group for this, but I, uh, I don't want to have to maintain it. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know if we, if there was a Facebook group, would you guys want to talk about stuff on Facebook? Tweet is there at, a better place? Tweet at us to let us know if us. we should get on yeah. Facebook, <laughs> or just text us if you know who we are. I'm like, mad at us for saying that. Yeah, sentence. yeah. <laughs> But I, because I think I would love for more people to get engaged. And I know a lot of people, like, a lot of people are spectators on Twitter. Yeah. And so we get a lot of kind of people looking at stuff, but just it's hard to engage on Twitter. And it's a, it's a, it's not a thing that's set up very well for that. And Facebook, for all of its flaws, is really set up for community engagement with yeah. as long as, and especially if you got in a group where it's just people who are all there for the same reason, that might be an interesting thing. So I'd be willing to start one if that would be helpful, or if somebody else wants to start one, that's even better. Yeah, uh, but let us know if you think that. Looking be... at you, webmaster, <laughs> uh, that would be an interesting thing to to. I would love to get that because we do get this engagement, but kind of community engagement is, yeah. is it could be stronger. Yeah, it's just not uh, to have people talking to each other. It, it, Twitter's not really set up for that. Yeah. So here's here's a question I have for our for our sort of kind of almost anniversary uh, show. What was as a two part question? What was your favorite episode to record? Ooh, and what was your favorite episode to listen to? <sighs> well, that and I'll have an interesting perspective on this because because you're the editor, I, the, yeah, the one who, uh, it, which is something I really like. Like uh, we, I'm so glad you like it. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I really do. I really enjoy it because it's it's one of those things where you're creating something, um, 
and so much of ministry, you're putting a lot of work into stuff, but it's stuff that kind of just goes away. Uh, like you preach a sermon and it's great, but then you got to preach another sermon, which is also great. There's something lovely about having, you have to be in the room to really experience it. You can have recordings of uh, sermons. Like I, they're, they're out there. You can hear the sermons, but it's different yeah. than being in the room. Uh, whereas a podcast is designed for the people not in the room. Like right. it's, it's, it's for that audience. A, pr- a sermon is for the audience in the room. And so you can listen to it, but it's, you're listening to something that wasn't for you um, specifically. Uh, and so as, as in ministry, so much of what we create is temporary uh, and, and for the presence. It's nice to have a thing that, uh, I don't know, I, I like that about the editing. So all that, all that is to say, hey. by the way, uh, that, that natu- I naturally came to that all yeah. that is to say. Uh, <laughs> I had kind of, that's the sad thing about, once we pointed that out, both of us, you can see us. Stop doing it. Yeah, we yeah. intentionally worked those out of our, our vernacular. Thank goodness. Uh, we did go through 100%. Round uh, yeah. for a while. I noticed there's a lot of hot minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, I think just seconds ago I said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Tyler's from Iowa. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, um, because I listen to them in the edit, that's one of the more interesting things. Is that I, so? I listen. I, recording in the room is exciting. The rough cut that I can that you can like forming an episode out of a raw record is mm-hmm. really fun. Um, so my favorite episode in the room, um, it's a lot of times when we have the guests. Yeah. Um, and usually a guest for the first time. Having Bentley, as Bentley was our first guest. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. It was. And she came ready to go. And we even just kind of said, like, what do you want to do? She's like, ah. like, we gave her some options, and then she didn't have anything. And then she came and was like, how about let's talk about women's soccer? Because we want to have a voice on that. She's like, sounds great. She came up with, like, awesome stuff on that. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one she did? She did. I can't remember what the other episode, but she was she was awesome and just like ready to go. She was like very pregnant, and yep. it was very hot in there, and I felt bad for her. Fun fact to that episode in, in, in the aftermath: she left a water bottle in the studio. Hey, uh, after she Single finished use that. plastic. No, it oh. was multiple use plastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a, a, like yeah, a reusable. Yeah, yeah. Water bottle. She left it in the studio where it sat until last weekend when oh. I gave it back to her. Oh, nice. And it had turned a color that like makes me wonder Ooh. about the air quality in that studio. Well, well. <laughs> or the seal on her, oh, on her water bottle. Not good. <laughs> so not that good. was, that was a really fun one. The Jimmy ones are always really fun. Yeah. Uh, those are fun. To do. I, I, I've known Jimmy for quite a while. Jimmy's a good friend. And so it's, it's fun to like, and you can hear in the episode that there's different dynamics with different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rob episodes were really fun. We were really tired for that one. Yeah. So, that one was really fun in the room because I like as we were recording it, I could tell like this is a good episode. Yeah. Uh, but I felt really bad because you were so tired and and ha- had to had to dip out. I was crashing. Uh, it's also the the mobile ones are hard because the whole time I'm thinking, is this working? Yeah. Or is this is it recording right? So the the those ones were I, having the guests are always really fun. We've had some great guests uh, with Izzy and uh, uh, Jimmy and Bentley and. Who else we had? Rachel. Rachel. Rachel was great. She was she was our first guest. Do we have Bentley before we had Rachel? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we we had Bentley and Jimmy and and Jill. Jill, Jill was great too. Um, we need to get Jill back. Yeah, we haven't had Jill for a while. Uh, we need to get everybody back and 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 more guests. Like and we have um, uh, we had a tease of a guest that I, you either have heard or will hear. Yeah, right. Uh, coming up, uh, who wasn't who was only able to be here for like ten minutes, and so we had him record some yeah. stuff. Um, the the uh, this is the answer to my favorite to make 
and listen to is yeah. the Matt Fricker episode. Fricker. Yeah. Oh, I that forgot about because he just did one. That's what I forgot about. Yeah. That one was great. It was so good. Like, I think I say very little on that episode because I was just sitting there going, this is something. Yeah. Like, that this was is... power. The, the Fricker episode and the white, the whites, uh, white supremacy yep. episode, those two where we could just say, you have this knowledge that we just want to hear and Talk. we want other people to hear. So tell us, yep. uh, those are, those are great. And especially as a guest, like, for you to just bring bring yourself to it, like it, it's one thing to just have us two knuckleheads talking. Uh, it's another thing to to have just like drop science. Like yeah. I love it. And Fricker uh, went for it. That was such a great episode. Yep. Oh man, that yeah. that was uh, I re- I love that episode. That was a good one. You should if you haven't listened to that episode, listen to that. That was the theology of Armistice Day. Armistice Day. That one, so Theology of Armistice Day, Theology of White Supremacy. Two yeah. really, really like powerful episodes. Yeah, those are the must-listen-tos. Yeah. And I mean, like all the guest episodes, I would start with, if you're, if you're trying to start, start with the guest episodes, Theology of Depression, yeah. uh, Theology of, uh, of Dogs. Uh, the movie one still has our, our highest, that's our most listened-to episode, which Fantastic. is funny to me. Like, yeah. For the longest time, it was the Theology of Riding the Bike. Yep, and then uh, but right now it's the the two Jimmy episodes are the most listened to ones. The uh, Tom Cruise has got a lots of listens, which surprises me. I thought that was <laughs> what I was making. I was like, this is too niche. Yeah, uh, but the 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 best of the two thousands is our top one. The uh, the theology of dogs is really high. Yeah, um, the fan fiction one with Rachel Jones is really high. Yeah, uh, a lot of our guest episodes are are real high, which they should be because yeah. that's just quality. And that's, that's the fun. Again, kind of one of the as as we talked about and or will talk about uh, the the benefit of having a microphone is being able to share that microphone. Yep. And I love hearing from other people and learning about the things that they're thinking. So that's been such a fun part of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like the best, the most fun to edit. There's been a couple. Uh, there have been a couple where they have been stitched together from parts that were from yeah. like weeks apart. And to be able to do that in a way that's seamless enough that it's not obvious. And even at this point, I can't remember which ones they were. And so unless I really did some digging. But there's all knowing that there's playing with time is kind of fun. Like being able to take these things and, and put them. I know that we reveal oftentimes like we record these in bunches. But yeah. I also like the illusion that this was recorded on the day. Yeah. So I sometimes will cut some of that stuff out because I think it's I think it's fun. Then there's an intimacy. A lot of it. More, we are always trying to have a bank because it just helps in life, meaning like we have three or four episodes stacked. Yep. Um, but a lot of times we've been recording episodes within a day or two of them coming out. Yeah. And there's something, while that's stressful, there's something about the freshness of that, like to have a, uh, uh, an episode that legitimately is about what's going on this weekend. They both have their strengths, like the kinds where we're like this one, where we have some room to move. Yeah. Um, like I'm not even looking at the phone now. Like I don't care what time it is. Like yeah. I'm just kind of doing it. Yeah. And it, that leads to some fruit, but there's also some fruit that comes from like, oh my gosh, I've got 15 minutes left to be in the car to pick up the kids. Yeah. To like, um, there was one that we recorded last week where we had, we recorded a couple episodes, and then it was like we have this good idea that I think we should do. We don't. We had like, like I think 40 minutes. Yeah. Which is not enough time to record. Like usually to record. We the episodes we try to make them about an hour. Obviously, sometimes we miss that mark by quite a lot. <laughs> uh, but um, and in order to get an hour, generally you want like 90, 80 or ninety minutes yep. of recording, and then we kind of 
trim it down to keep it semi-focused. So if you're wondering like what, what gets edited out, a it's lot. generally not good stuff. It's just focus. And, and my axiom is like less Tyler. If I can get more... <laughs> More Tyler on the cutting room floor. So if you feel like, boy, Tyler talks a lot, yeah, Woody here. If, if you <laughs> yeah. uh, but that, and also just clarity, like that kind of keeping us on track. A lot of times we kind of wander around until we find the topic. Yep. And uh, if I can cut out some of that stuff of us wandering around, it makes it a little more, a little more focused. That's, I will say, I, and, and this might be the Twitter question later, but um, the anger episode was another one of my favorites, partly because we walked into it with no idea of the topic. Yeah. Um, it came from Jimmy from his sister Marie. Yes. Um, and even you texted me earlier this week, like, what, what, what topics are we going to do? And a year into this, I'm going, uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, I think it'd be cool in this community, like, what do you want to hear? Yes. Um, and not, that is definitely, we need to, and, and I've gotten some, some, like, I know Christian and I gave me a list of stuff, yeah. which I then, uh, I can't remember if I said it, shared it with you. <laughs> Uh, we, and I, I didn't write it down anywhere. Uh, so, but yeah, that's we'll reiterate that at the Twitter thing. But let us know what would you like us to talk about. Yeah. Now yeah. that comes with a warning. If you suggest a topic, it's very likely we'll turn around and say, "Hey, yeah. great, can you come be a guest?" It's not. Uh, we don't want to threaten you to say like, if you come up with an idea, you no, have no, to no. come on. But like, if if you suggest a topic that you are very well versed in, I would rather oh, yeah. talk about that with you yes. than yes, have me take a guess at what. Well, and as we just said, like two of our favorite episodes were with Fricker and with with Rob Bradford. I'm just kind of saying, like, tell us your story, mm-hmm. and not so that we can necessarily comment on it, but like, just we just want your story to be heard by people. Yeah. Or your give us your knowledge of this. Give us your experience that it's this is not just like Tyler and Jay want the world to know what they think. Right. It's Tyler and Jay have this opportunity to talk about stuff. We like talking about stuff. We want to share it with the people who want to hear it, and more, even more than that. We have heard other people that have great stories. We want them to be heard. Yep. Um, that's why I love the guest episode so much. So, so much. and if you have things that you want to hear us talk about, even if you can't get there, let us know yeah. because we'll we'd love to talk about that. Helps us to get stuff. But also, we have semi. One of the episodes we did was done, uh, remote like via satellite. Like, <laughs> in we two, in two separate yeah. locations. We didn't send the microphone. Well, that's right. She, she, she had. had one. So this was with uh, uh, Rachel Jones. We did, uh, it was the response to uh, the prequel trilogy. Yep. And she was in St. Louis, and I was in Pittsburgh. And you were even going to come up, but then you couldn't on the day. Um, right. Or no, you were, we were going to try to do it three-way. So yeah. have you where you were. And uh, and we haven't done that with us. We've no. always been in the same room. Yeah. Uh, because it is a little complicated, uh, but it's not incredibly complicated. It's not prohibitive. Right. And uh, it definitely could be done if you have a reasonable microphone access to yep. even if you just had your phone that would work it's just it would sound weird yeah um but uh it's possible for other people to be part of this so yep. if you would like to be a guest but you're not even close uh we could still we'll make that happen we could find ways to make that work make that happen. um because again this show is even better when we have guests and different voices yep. and stuff like that yes so what <laughs> uh what what's talk uh, my question to you Mm-hmm. is um, when you found out that this had a bigger reach, that, what was your initial thought? Who did you really think was going to be listening to this? I mean, I thought, I, you know, again, coming off the youth group podcast, I kind of figured there would be some tangential, like my youth group kids would get into it. Mm-hmm. And ironically, there's one or two that did, but like my youth group kids don't touch this. Yeah. Um, so like I, I, I'm with you. I thought maybe... Do your youth group kids listen to a lot of podcasts? Some of them do. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure that... I get the impression that like podcasts are kind of more of a over 20. Yeah. Cause it's thing. really built for a good car ride. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, and if you're uh, commuting a lot, and, yeah. or like once you get into college and post, like then podcasts become you have more time. Yep. Uh, whereas when you're in college or high school, you don't have tons of time, uh. and that time is filled up with your friends or with like being on your phone, not listening to podcasts or listening to music or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I I didn't see it going much more than like fifty or sixty people an episode, and yeah. what do we hit like two hundred or so? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely. Uh, uh, each and, and it's kind of it flows because people are listening to them in different orders. But definitely within the first week, we get over a hundred on every episode. Yeah, and kind of they over time they they get over a couple hundred, um, and uh, over like total max is like thousands. Like yeah, that, which is so weird. It is super yeah. weird. Yeah, and that's. Uh, it, it, you don't say the numbers because oh, look at us, we're popular. Like yeah, and it, compared to like a real podcast, that's nothing. No, like that's a, a, a real podcast gets like a hundred thousand listens in the first week. So, but it is enough for me to kind of not that I wouldn't do it seriously, but like when I'm putting thoughts out there, to kind of okay, wait, make sure you're really treating it with honor that that many people are going to listen into it. Yeah, um, instead of just spouting out the mouth, whatever yeah. I feel like saying. Yeah. Um, well, and it's the the thing that I've enjoyed is that um, so it's been uh, a lot of former youth group people, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, former people from like the mission conference, people that we've played a role of, even if for a week played yeah. the role of like youth pastor or something like that. Uh, a lot of our friends, uh, mm-hmm. contemporaries, uh, other pastors in the presbytery, people across the, the um, like friends I went to seminary with, friends that that we know kind of mutually, like like Rob Bradford, people yeah. like that. Uh, and then, uh, interestingly, a couple of like former high school students when I was a high school teacher. Huh. So like different connections to different parts of our lives, which yeah. has been really cool. And to see one, it's it's been neat just to, to get have an audience for the podcast. But even more than that, like I don't really care if people listen to this podcast. No. I love that you want something, you want people to listen to it because you're making a thing, right? And I think I think it's pretty good. And so I would like other people to enjoy it too. But uh, more than that, it's just a neat way to know that even. It's when the internet works well, yeah, that we can have communities that are not bounded by geography or being in the same physical space, and to be able to be part of a conversation, even if you're someone who listens but never comments on stuff, just to know that like we recognize that the majority of the people that are listening to this are not going to comment on Twitter, yeah. even though we ask for Twitter questions and stuff like that. The majority of the people are not going to. Um, let us know about how in, engaged one way or another that they are with podcasts because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts I never comment on no. any of the stuff so that's just the way in which most of us engage with podcasts is that we just kind of listen to them we respond in our head and then we move on with <laughs> our lives right. um, and so I, I know that a podcast isn't really designed for engagement um, but it, you're still engaging with it on one, one way or another like you're still in conversation I know when, when it first started a lot of people said it just feels like we're riding in the car with you yeah well, it was so, so like one of the weirdest experiences. Uh, there was a, 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 a friend of mine that I went to seminary with. And I was like, we were friends, but we weren't like super tight friends. Like yeah. We just kind of knew each other from classes and stuff. Um, and it was, I think, the first couple of weeks we'd started the podcast. I went to the seminary to work on a paper or something. And she walked out of the back room. She was working at the library. And she walked out and said, oh, to answer your question, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I went. Was that Kaylin? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, What? Uh, and she she had been listening to the podcast in the office and like <laughs> just came out and said like oh yeah the answer to what you were talking about was blah 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 and I went yeah. and it just so weirded me out that like but then that it just enhances the community 
that I'm already a part of, yeah. not just, you know, yeah. straight consumption. Exactly. Um, and and even someone like Kaylin, who listened pretty regularly, she lives in what, like St. Louis now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So that that we still, even if we don't get to see her all the time and we don't get to talk to her about, the, like, you, she's not going to come out and be like, gay, I heard this question. But, like, uh, if Kaylin's listening right now, hey, Kaylin. Yeah. Like, that's awesome that, like, we can still be friends with you in this, some, I mean, semi-passive way, but that we still have connection to people. Yeah. And the internet at its best allows us to remain connected with people um, on a level that, that it, we don't have to diminish what's going on. Uh, what's, why have a podcast, especially in this area when everybody has a podcast? Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing I worry about right now is like, are we really, it's like the single use plastic thing. And we're really helping the world by adding another podcast to two white guys talking about what they feel about pop culture. <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask um, because I don't listen to very many podcasts. But um, so, how, so how many, how do you have like one or two that you listen to regularly? Usually it's news and or like sermon podcasts. Yeah. Um, so like. What sermon podcast do you listen to? I have this new guy. I, I think I like him. I'm not ready to full endorse him yet. Yeah. But I just finished his book and it's fantastic. His name's James Mark or John Mark Comer. Okay, uh, from a little church, Bridgetown uh, not, church in Portland. Not heard of that. Um, he's really great in a super like centrist has become a bad word, but yeah. like he he will upset you no matter what side of the aisle you're on. That's a goal. <laughs> um, but in a really really Jesus centered yeah, way. Yeah. Um, that I I found really refreshing. Um, so I'll listen to him. I'll listen to the Robcast. Listen to um, now. Is does he have a sermon? Is his podcast his sermons or a podcast yeah. on sermons? Okay, just his sermons uh, from the church. Listen to the Robcast, uh, which is by the Heretic Rob Bell. The Heretic Rob Bell. Yep, yep the yep. brand. Um, he is the brand Rob Bell. That's yeah. the best way to put him now. Yeah. Uh, but then I uh, there are a couple shows. I uh, so you know again outing political allegiances or whatever. Uh, MSNBC has Morning Joe. Yeah, which I've really come to like as a show, but as a podcast or like a. They do a podcast, so it's a three-hour show. Yeah, um, and it's an audio version of their show, like a, a digest of the show. Yeah, it's 45 minutes okay. almost routinely of just like the top stuff they did that day. Yeah. Um, I never have time to sit down and Which watch it. Which for a three-hour show, they're just looping anyway. Well, I was going to yeah. say, some of it I noticed they repeat yeah. segments later in the day, but yeah. like... Um, I realized that I used to listen to Mike and Mike when that was still a thing, the sports, yeah. sports talk, and then like... When I would listen to all three hours of it, if I had a day off, I realized like, oh, they really just have like an hour and 20 minutes of content. And then they just like topics. They'll come back to the topic and they're still talking. They're talking fresh about it. But it's for this is for the six o'clock crowd. This is for the seven o'clock. Yeah. Like for a morning drive time show, like you don't need three hours of content. You need maybe an hour, maybe a little over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's really the only podcast I listen to. Uh, and sometimes Anthropocene Reviewed. Um, you don't listen to the West Wing podcast? No. Oh man, I listen. You to know like, about it though, right? I do. Yeah. I listen to like five episodes and then kind of Josh like, Molina. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and somebody else who I don't know. Yeah, well, the, Josh Molina is the guy who's on the show. Right. Who I have not. I'm still five episodes deep into it. Which, way. yeah, we're coming. We're going to uh, usurp you at some point, Laura Bentley and uh, oh, Ed. Absolutely. We're just like, why don't we just do it? And I was like, okay. So at some point, I want to be part of it. Well, we'll see. We'll, okay. We'll I mean, you catch up, it. man. Yeah. Catch up. Uh, well, no, I I would like to be in the room of something I knew nothing about. Oh, like man. that's what I want to be in the. That's why I want to be there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I didn't mean to say that like it happens so seldom. But <laughs> in terms of the topics that we've yeah, been talking yeah. about, I I like being the the person who has no idea what's going on. Yeah, I, I think for me, and this is back to the audience thing too, because I'm such a bad podcast listener, I find the value in creating the thing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that's the songwriter in me. Yeah. I so I asked you the question, what's your favorite one to listen to? And I realized after I asked, I was like, oh no, I almost never listen to Roughing the Pastor. Yeah. Um, because I think for me, once we've made them, I'm like, okay, good. That's well, it's it. a little weird to listen to your own podcast. Also, on a, that on a certain level, like yeah. I don't think it's super weird. I listen to them largely because once the edit's done, I want to hear. And it is. How it sounds good. It's or how it sounds. It's funny to me. It, the couple that I do listen to, like I definitely listen to White Supremacy, um, because I wasn't on it. Um, but even some of the ones I have listened to, it's a totally different show than what we've recorded. recorded. Yeah. So that part's interesting. Um, but I think the value for me, and again, I think part of this comes back to the songwriter too, is like the value is in the creation. Yeah. Um, so to the point that if no one listened to this, I still think I'd find value in making it. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. That know. was my thought going into it is that maybe 10 people listen to this. Yeah. Great. And Fantastic. It's still fun. And and because I, a lot of these conversations are like, if we committed to getting together once a week, mm-hmm. which we committed to doing, to do like a pastoral like Bible study or just that a lot of pastors have regular kind of um, just people that they meet with regularly. Ministerians. Yeah. yeah. And, or just like we get to do the do a Bible study, but just like Bible conversation. These are kind of conversations we'd be having without a, whether we're recording them or not. Right. And that's in a sense, what's made it kind of easy is that we just get together and talk and then we record it. And yeah. then I, I try to take that conversation and shape it into something that makes sense <laughs> for a people. a little bit usable. Yeah, that makes sense. And largely they are, because I think what the conversations we're having are conversations that are that are interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to like say that they're powerful conversations or important conversations, but um, that... And you I would say you could do that with most conversations with people who like each other, yep. is that if you had an hour and 20 minutes of someone talking, you could shape that into 45 minutes of something that's pretty accessible. Yep. And uh, part of me, part of that is like This American Life or the NPR shows, like you can take a person, everybody's interesting, everybody has stories and everybody... Yeah. It's worth hearing what they have to say if if you're willing to listen to it. And if you shape it just to make it less awkward, like just prune yeah. it. I think that the editing is more pruning. It's le- it's not you're not constructing a Frankenstein. You're just taking out some of the gaps, taking out some of the awkward the half starts or the things like that. Like the the live episode, which um, ends up being I want I want to do over on that. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's a good episode. We it's just we recorded it wrong, and so like the audio sounds bad. But the interesting thing about the live episode is that it's an hour long podcast that was an hour and a hour and a half in, in the, the room. room. Yeah, and we did a whole half hour that we thought was going to be the topic about improv, mm-hmm. and we realized as we started we do not know what we're talking about. Nope. Like we had not prepared for it. We were like improv, you don't need to prepare for it. Improv, the irony, and I knew this, is that improv is only good because they have prepared so much for it. Yeah. Like when you watch people improving, um, they they have worked so hard to the point that they don't have to think about stuff. It's not just getting up there and being funny. You can't do that. Right. And we just brazenly did it. And so the nice thing is that it stopped working after about half an hour, and then we just started talking about mission. Yep. And so we were able to cut it so that none of that stuff's in there, and it's a clean... But and, only and, for those of you that were in the room. Yeah, and and sorry for those who left early then <laughs> and came in like, oh, I don't know what this is. It's horrible. Uh, well, and I think that we've had a couple episodes where we came in and just started talking, like you would in a normal conversation with a friend, and then it turns into something. Yep. And being able to prune out some of the the discovery process before we figure the topic out, and once we get to the topic, then it's then I think it's it's worth listening to. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, How in this process of creating something? Um, so as we said, I think that 
when I when I realized that uh, it's a good pastoral process to just have a a, um, a colleague in ministry that you regularly meet with, and so, um, and then recording that conversation allows it to be that that, that you have that those conversations can belong to even other people, mm-hmm. and so it's a practice that's pretty regular. A lot of pastors do it; they just don't record it. Right, um, and uh, us both having. Uh, backgrounds in youth ministry, we're always looking to how do we engage more people in this? How do we open this up to other people? How do we make these things accessible to uh, people who may not be coming saying, teach me something? Right. Uh, and so I think that those, that, that yokes, that makes this a pretty easy process for what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say too, uh, to the free flowing of the conversation, I don't think I've ever prepared for roughing the pastor. No. In terms of like sitting down and like studying or looking at I mean, the closest like, we did was like uh, the lists, which that one you didn't make a list for, but the, no. like the movie list, but like Beyonce. What are you talking you li- about? I had a movie on Yeah, there. that's yeah. true. Well, you did kind of have like jokes. <laughs> uh, but like the Beyonce one we prepared for a little bit. A little. Um, there was a couple things where ahead of time we were at least got it in mind. And we've at times, we've sometimes just had on the week just said like a week in advance, like what are the topics? So we've been thinking about it. Right. There have been other times that we did have a lit. We had like a three-month plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially matching stuff with the calendar, right. which was helpful. That's that's prep work, but yeah. I'm talking like I'm not studying or like trying. To yeah, we don't have just notes. perfect line yeah. or you yeah. know like something like that. Like it's it truly is just sit down. Here's the topic. Riff on it. And yeah. See what what. Comes and so out. if you've wondered like, oh man, they just seem like they're just talking. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of are. what this is. Yeah. It's and, and to me, and, and when I was going into it, there are two. I think I talked about this. There's a there's a podcast called uh, the Omnibus. Which uh-huh. is Ken Jennings and John Roderick. Ken Jennings, the guy who won't stop Cleaned winning at Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah, and John Roderick, who was an indie rocker from uh, Seattle, who was in a band called The Long Winters, and just kind of one of those people who's like friends with like esoteric, like John Hodgman and uh, yeah. Jonathan Colton, like people who you, you either have exactly you know who those people are and you love them, or you have no idea who they are. <laughs> and so trying to explain them doesn't make any sense. But d- just that kind of like. Uh, that that group, he was part of that, and so they have a podcast where they just talk about things, and they and it oftentimes will take like twenty minutes for them to get to the topic, and that was part of the model that I was thinking, and you can tell that they record two a week, and one person comes to the topic, the other person comes to the topic, so one episode Ken is telling John about something, the other episode John is telling Ken about something. I thought that's a good model. We kind of have that model, yeah. but we outside of the prep for it. Um, but we do like, I'm not, obviously we're not super concerned about getting to the point right away because no. it's a conversation that like, like a normal thing th- imagine that you're s- taking a ride for 45 minutes with somebody in a car. You don't come with a preset. Like, here's what we like. You may have like, I've always wanted to talk about this and now we'll have some time to talk about that. Yeah. But you don't come with notes. You don't come with an agenda. No. And so we don't usually have an agenda because the point of it is that we can have, uh, we just want to have a conversation with each other and that's the nature of what the show is. So if, if, if it isn't obvious, that's the intention of the kind of the free willingness of it isn't laziness. It's just a sense of that's what the show kind of is. Um, and then there is a bit of something like the Anthropocene reviewed, which is let's look at the everyday life and see the, the beauty in that, see the majesty in that. And that to me, I mean, in terms of podcasting overall, um, it's such a, a valuable tool for the church because it is all about community. It yeah. is. It, there's an intimacy in it, in it that you are, uh, especially if you're listening to this like through headphones. Like we're in your ears yeah. right now. And the t- I there was a podcast that I listened to a bunch uh, 
called Beyond Yacht Rock. I think I brought it up a couple of times, but it was these four guys talking about 70s rock from the 70s mellow gold rock, like uh, Kenny Loggins and stuff like that. Yes. But they did it in a funny way, and it was like, it's really dirty. And uh, they're just like comedy writers from Hollywood who, uh, anyway, it's just a, it's a funny show, but I'm not necessarily recommending it. It's not for yeah, everybody. Right. And I listened to it so much, I would often listen to it like when I was going to bed mm-hmm. or like in the car or something. And I would, as I was listening to it when I was going to bed, I realized there were times where I thought, I thought of these people, these these four other people, as my friends, mm-hmm. and I thought of me as the fifth person in the room. And there were times at which I I would think like as I would listen to it before I went to bed, I would have a dream as like I was hanging out with my friend JD and we were talking about this, and it's like, oh no, I don't know JD Rizzo, yeah, right. like no idea yeah, who these people are, but I've spent hours with him, and so much of that the the. Because their other podcasts were very professional, like if you listen to Pod Save America or something like that, you don't think, "Oh, I've been hanging out with John Favreau, right?" Um, or even John Green. Like you, it's intimate, but it's very clear that's a show, right? This one was so conversational that it did feel like I'm just hanging out with my buds. We're just talking about it. we like we think it's funny to really take Yacht Rock seriously, yeah. and so here we go. Uh, and and in a sense, there it creates this community. And it, I, I know that the, on a level, it's it's um, synthetic. So it's not to say that we're replacing it, but right. as God is calling us to to be neighbors of everybody, there's something about a podcast that you get perspectives of people that you wouldn't have access to otherwise, right. and you can develop these relationships that help you to understand and care for a person on a level that I mean, obviously you can get obsessive about it, and that's not healthy. But right to do, and I mean, even in our own situation, like we. Uh, Rachel Jones is a great example. Mm-hmm. Uh, our webmaster, doctor, pre, pre-doc, pre-doc Jones. The not yet doctor. Pre-HD. Um, <laughs> we, and I think we've said this on several occasions, but we only kind of kind of knew her. Kinda. Like we were aware of her. Yeah. And again, I, uh, like part of it was that she did a lab and I thought it was great. And I thought we should talk to that person. That person is a smart person I want to talk to. She's got a really interesting opinion on stuff. I, I, I want to hear what that person has to say. And we, so the podcast is a good tool for doing that. Bentley is one. Yep. I think even on that, we talked about how Bentley and I have been almost friends for a really long time. We kind of danced around <laughs> circles of different, like she was really good friends with my sister. And so we kind of knew each other without getting introduced. And uh, people I want to know more, yeah. like that that sense. And so even the podcast has enabled us the opportunity to get to know people better. We both, uh, like... We both have met Rachel through this. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with Jill and Jimmy was in a different place than my relationship with yep. Jill and Jimmy. Your relationship with Rob was in a different place. Right. That that kind of bringing people in and allows it to, like the roughing the pastor family. Yeah. Like there is an actual community of roughing the pastor people. Well, I think too, you know, it, it goes to everything we, we hope to in the beginning. You know, Jesus is everywhere. Yeah. Um, not, there is no secular, sacred divide. Um, Jesus is everywhere. And like I know where I think I see Jesus in the theology of a cup of coffee or the theology of a bike ride or like the thing the topics that I come up with. Yeah. Um, what I've loved about the community aspect of this podcast is, and, and in the guests and in the Twitter and whatever is other people see Jesus other places I don't. Yeah. Um, and to to be a fly on the wall in those conversations is is a really honoring thing to like. Oh man, I didn't. I never thought about dogs that way or yeah. you know, depression that way or yeah. Whatever you know, they might be giants. Oh gosh, that yeah. that was one of the most influ or educational episodes I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that to hear, I mean, to to quote the, the which we talked about a long time ago, the blue like jazz, like mm. watching someone love something will yeah. help you love it. Yeah, and uh, that's what I have loved. And and I mean, to that point, really, to get back to your initial question, I, I in terms of uh, what some of my favorite episodes, 
obviously it's the guest episodes, but then beyond that, it's the episodes where the topic is purely Jay. Yeah. Like the biking episode, the coffee episode, the, the bullet journal episode, like those, because it's the perspective that I, I love learning about other people. And, uh, when we have the shared ones, like the MCU or the Weezer or the, uh, the things, those are, those are good too, because it's, Hey, it's my, my friend Jay. And we get both have stuff to share about this. Uh, and then there's some episodes where you don't know anything, anything. And I'm, I'm See sharing the with list you. of the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or like with Jimmy or things like that. Like I love all the different ways, but I really love the ones where Jay takes the lead because it, it's, you're talking about a thing that you're passionate about yeah. that I can then watch you love this thing and it can open my eyes to something new yeah. versus something where we already both love it. And that's a fun conversation too, but right. it's just a different thing. It's a different one. Yeah. Yeah. They're all different. And to, to see how God can can use, I don't know, if God's alive and active, God is everywhere, even in podcasts, even in the internet, even yeah. in all this stuff. And the, all of this can be redeemed. Like, it's all good. Yeah. It's just we use it for terrible stuff. We right. use it to, And podcasts can use it to pull out of stuff, pull away from people. This shouldn't pull you away from people. No. I, I think that the, what I have loved about this podcast, we initially set it up as this tiny little thing that we were just doing for us. Yep. And it turned out to be a tiny little thing that we're doing for a, a good number of people. Yeah. And for whatever way this is engaging you, that's awesome. And we love it. And and uh, thank you for being a part of it and and help us. I mean, let us know what you think, uh, what you'd like to hear. Uh, let us know what you think about stuff. Maybe come tell your, your story, what you love. Uh, I love that we live in a time where that kind of thing is easily um, producible and easily shareable. Yeah. And that's what the gospel is. It's just sharing good news. And good news that God is doing good things even through Tom Cruise movies and <laughs> and they make things and Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. That said, uh, I only signed on to do a year of this, so so we're gonna I'm out. This we're is my last we're, we're looking for new hosts. Yeah. Uh, I have signed on for to do twelve uh, uh, episodes past Jay. Yeah, and I've already done like two. I burned a couple of them when Jay wasn't able to be here, so. I got 10 more episodes, so we're looking for new hosts. Auditions will be next week at the uh, community center. There's part of my heart that really, really sank when you said I've only done it. Like, I'm I kidding. Yeah, oh, man, I'm it? kidding. Even if it's only for us. Eventually, it'll only be the two of us. Yeah. And I want to still be doing it. That'll be when we're making these from the retirement community. Yeah, I want to get road. to the yeah. point where no one is listening, but just like we thought when we started, that's when we know we finished. Yeah. When we don't even have, we're not even recording it, but we're still talking in the mics. Yeah. <laughs> They're unplugged. Our yeah, wives a, are like, yeah, just let them keep yeah, talking. It's not, a, it's not a podcast if you don't have mics. Yeah, Because right. then it's just a conversation. We've had plenty of those. But, oh, man. Uh, anyway. So, so for the Twitter users, uh, we hinted at it already. At Rough the Pastor, at Roughing the Pastor on the gram. Uh, but what do you want to hear in season two? Uh, what kinds of stuff would you like to hear? Either us or if we don't have a, a strong opinion, we'll go find guests. Um, we don't ever talk about our LinkedIn account. Should we, should we Do talk we about half one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was real concerned that we were occupying that space. Oh, so hit us up on LinkedIn. I don't even know what you do on there. You I don't. What you do on LinkedIn is you request other people join LinkedIn. Yeah, get, give give us a tie clip on LinkedIn uh, and uh, find us on Pinterest. <laughs> Hey, I use Pinterest. You should start up. You should do. You should regulate the roughing the pastor Pinterest account. Okay, I'll that is. What I, I'll get right on in that. year two. Yeah, I. That's my my request of you is that you just <laughs> somehow 
Because I don't even know how it works or what it does. Neither do I. So so all the more reason to put a Pinterest, uh, roughing the pastor on Pinterest. We'll figure it out. Check it. If it's already up there, then Jay has has gone for it. If Done it's my not, work. Yeah. then... then Ridic- yeah. Ridicule me mercilessly. Yeah, yeah. Let Jay know we demand a Pinterest account. Uh, Let us know if you want a Facebook account. Yeah. If that would be helpful. And what do you want to hear in the coming year? Yeah. Until then, I've been Jay. Until next week. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, like season two starts in season five minutes. Season two starts right. Yeah, the, the, the break between season one and season two is the exact amount of time between a normal episode. It's like Netflix. Da, da, da. We're just yeah. binge watching the way through. Yeah, it's, through we got it, a streak yeah. going here. I want to keep it going. It's like yeah. how people have streaks on Snapchat. Yeah. That's a thing that happens, right? Sure. I don't. Do That's Snapchat. another social media I know nothing about. Oh, man. I actively decided, nope, I'm an old person. I don't want Snapchat. Yep. That's why I got Tick, off the train. TikTok on the other hand. Yeah, you, you and your... So anything to plug as we're going out? Anything to plug over the last year or like coming up? Have you heard about Star Wars? I think I've talked myself out of liking Star Wars. <laughs> Just in general. It's too bad. I definitely need a hiatus from talking about Star Wars. So. Yeah. And the, oh, to speak of, by the way, uh, we talked about our most popular episodes. It's very clear what our least popular episodes Star are. Star Wars? There's a three three in a row. <laughs> There's a dip in the, in the listening. Yeah. I mean, the people listen to them, but it's definitely uh, it, there's a dovetail of like people like, oh boy. I, yeah. and I, I think those are fine episodes. They're definitely more niche episodes, and especially right in a row. Like we did, yeah. some, like the Weezer one. I'm always surprised that people listen to the Weezer one as much. That that was pretty early on. Uh, but uh, yeah, listen to the Star Wars ones. They're they're good. Yeah, give us but, a shot. But know that we're not going to keep talking about Star Wars all the time. No, we've, we're done. We've done what we can about Star Wars. Moving on to Trek. We need to move into Star the Wars, Star, Star Trek. The Star Trek Wars Trek. Yeah, Star and Wars. And the uh, Indiana Jones trilogy. Yes. Till then, I've been Jay. Wait, no. Anything to plug? I have something to plug. No, I don't think so. What are you reading? Gonna... What are you reading? Listen to anything like that? I mean, I'm, read, I'm reading a book called How to Be Anti-Racist. Okay. It's uh, by. Ibram X. Kendi. And from the library, no less. From the library. Yeah. Get on my books from the library. Yeah, nice. Uh, we need to have a library episode with your favorite librarian of mine. Yeah, right. Your wife. Yeah. Uh, I really legitimately want to have a library episode, and there have been a couple times I suggested, and I was like, no, we need to wait until she's available. We, we're going to have to work on the courage. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get there. We can, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> read that. Read this book, uh, How to oh, Be Anti-Racist. John Mark Comer's, uh, this, that, that's unplugging, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Ooh. Um, fantastic book. And Absolutely then read this fantastic. other book, Dear Church, A Love Letter from a Black Preacher to the Whitest Denomination in the U.S. Hey. by Lenny Duncan. I have just started this one because I uh, only I often I'm really good at starting books. Yeah, and less good at finishing books. But I do finish quite a bit of books. I, I have to like I always feel bad because there are more books that I don't finish than books that I finish. But then I look back and I'm finishing like 50 books a year. There you go. I'm pretty good. Like a lot of them are already books, but that still counts. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting the information. I know your brain works in a different way, and like people are gonna push back like you're not really reading it. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> I know I can talk about this book. So. Uh, anyway, read those two books. They're really good. And if you if you are reading them, I highly recommend them. They're uh, especially related to the white supremacy episode. Yep. They were very helpful. How to be anti-racist and your church. Uh, and then if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Absolutely. For real this time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Jay. And this has been Roughing the Pastor. Still the season. greatest podcast name ever. Yeah, season one. Thanks to Adrian Domsky for coming up with that. So good. She, we, I was like, hey, I think we're going to have a podcast. I don't know what the name should be. She's like, it should be Roughing the Pastor. <laughs> I was like, why? what's that mean? She's like, I don't know. It sounds great, though, doesn't it? She's like, yep. No other name it could have yeah. been. Oh, yeah. no. So good. Susan, I, I even texted you. I was like, Adrian thinks it should be this. She's like, that's what the name is. That's it. Yep. End of discussion. Roughing the Pastor. Yeah. See ya. See ya next season.
next week.